Don't move the mic away from your mouth. My musings. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestler Review. I'm John Hastings, and that's Dylan Gott. Ladies and gentlemen, you should have been listening to a John Cena episode, but Dylan and I recorded it both quite tired, <laughs> to the point that I John fell asleep. <laughs> I literally fell asleep in the middle of the episode. I wish we would have time-coded that so I could put it on at the end, because you said, like, four, right a complete sentence of gibberish. <laughs> it's right in the, I remember literally just like... Just talk and close your eyes, man. Just talk and close your eyes. <laughs> but we here at the Wrestler Review, uh, we're on top of things. We watch the obituaries and then give you an episode on them now. We are no longer murdering wrestlers. so We uh, are waiting for them to die. And that's why this episode is about... Prince. China. Oh, China. It's about Prince. Prince uh, China. Guys, we're uh, really going off piece and we're going to talk to you about... Prince. Okay. Um, I never understood his music, and I found him to be annoying. And I think Jehovah's Witnesses are a bunch of bags of shit. Wow! You never understood his music? No. <laughs> <laughs> you never understood Purple Rain? Purple Rain could fuck off. Nice. That's the type of thing what happens. And uh, I'm glad I didn't see too much of it with China, which is good because I think she's just enough of a fringe what celebrity. What a segue! What a segue! No, I'm more talking about like when people when someone dies, and and then people who listen to four of their songs are like this person affected my life like i don't think i'd be the person i am right now i don't think i would be the hr specialist <laughs> specialist i was right now without prince Hi, and then people who are just like everyone stop yelling about prince it's like there's got to be a middle ground where it's like no one everyone just shut up it's the social media is stupid it should only be people retweeting our podcast episodes <laughs> yeah the thing this is what social media should be People letting everyone else know about the wrestler review. Here's my yeah. problem. <laughs> Before we talk about China, in probably what I'm going to say. No, 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 because it is a celebrity death, and people have come out that like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, drag queens in my former home of Toronto who have basically said China was an inspiration to them. I was like, wow, that's oh, it's a, that's weirdly insulting to an actual woman. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> but she was. Uh, I'll I'm talk man, about this later. But I'm a I think man she who was, wants to be a I woman. She was, I'll tell you who really inspires me that actual woman who looks <laughs> like a man. <laughs> but she's got to have some dark parts of her past. Who, China? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because she. no her, one looks like that without a bunch of. Her appearances like, on the Howard Stern show are the darkest. There's one where she's just topless singing next to her brother. Uh, what? Did she like what drugs did she pick up after wrestling? I she is almost has a darker post wrestling period than anyone. She basically has the darkest post wrestling. Okay, let me just say this about celebrity death. Then we'll go into China's history. Then we'll make some really disrespectful jokes. Then we'll talk about the time. Speak that they, for yourself. Nope, I'm looking straight at you <laughs> and your Bill Cosby esque sweater you're wearing, and I know exactly. Bill Cosby esque. What everyone thinks. All right, for for those nobody of nobody likes wearing, that sweater except for the girlfriend that you have that bought it for you. No, a bunch of skanks like this sweater. Name these sluts. All right. Uh, no, because <laughs> they're <laughs> our personal friends. <laughs> Who are these personal friends that think that's a nice sweater? Pretty much every woman. No. Yeah. Everyone says Harriet. Nice oh my God! Yeah, Catherine I hasn't seen the sweater yet. Bobby, today might be the date. Bobby didn't comment on the sweater. Well, that means that he's <laughs> waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Well, what was it? Oh, and then one time, uh, <laughs> this this happened a lot where people would be like, "Hey, nice sweater. Where'd you get it?" And I'd be like, "Old Navy," and then they'd be like, "Oh, like so disgusted with me and themselves." I don't understand why people are disgusted with Old Navy. It's nice clothes at a discount price. Ooh, 
I think it's just because it's a big a big box store. Also, they do a thing called "What I Bought a Bunch of Pants There Without Trying Them On." <laughs> American sizes. <laughs> Which means they take away four inches from the waist. What? Yeah. So I bought 38 jeans and I was like, oh my God, I'm a 34 in Old Navy jeans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I, am a, I am a svelte young boy. So you are, wait, you're a 38 in jeans? Yeah. Because I'm a 34, so we are. Yeah, well, you have wider hips than me. I have very thin lady hips. No, but 38 is more. I assumed that you and I would be the same width or i would be actually wider than you no because i'm like bigger than you length you're just a big no i'm a chunk you're just more to love no uh no i'm in width is more to love is the song i sing for dylan i gotta get i gotta start singing i gotta start getting like a <laughs> the only guy the only fat people that have a lot of sex are uh the ones that sing or musically inclined or pimps or just black men. If you're a fat black man. Yeah, it's true. All the men I was thinking of were black men, yes. Yeah. Well, black is a very slimming color. Oh, no. <laughs> it is. I understand, but we are, we are walking down an alleyway towards a little place I like to call Raceville. Okay, well, I'll just throw this out there. Uh, <laughs> black fat men are usually not the ones who are like, that guy doesn't have his life together. They're always like, hey, cool shirt. To you or <laughs> no? That's how I view black men. Like white, white fat men are always just lumpy in weird ways. That's an interesting point. That if you are gonna say it, yeah. Like if you see a like a fat black man, I'm gonna say eight times out of ten, life together. Mm-hmm. Fat white man, eight times out of ten, has a stain on his shirt that you're like, <laughs> is that just a bit of pancake? Like. And dried. <laughs> you must dried pancake into your shirt. Well, it's probably because uh, racism exists where people are like, listen, just because I have a very rich diet doesn't mean I don't have to struggle every day to keep my head above water. Yeah. Whereas uh, fat white guys are just like, oh, get in shape, maybe. I if would there's say a that Denny's we, we could really slim down. down white people if we just started letting the cops shoot fat white guys. Mm. And I gotta be honest, I guarantee it would take a long time for people to get outraged by that because they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I've st- I've sat next to those guys on the bus, and like five times out of ten, they smell like wet pretzels. I'm cool <laughs> with them being dead." Which brings me to my a greater point, which this whole episode is about. I think they should they should you have to enter your weight when you get a seat on the plane because I have been stuck beside some guys who are also a quarter ton, and it is not a fun ride. I, I completely agree to the point. That- shoulder width. They should measure you by shoulder width. Yes. You have to do that whole dance where you're like, all right, you get the seat flush on the seat, and then I'll sit above, and you get to sleep for three hours, and then as soon I'll wake you up and be like, all right, my turn to sleep. Here's what I, I Actually, I had to do that. I had to do that when I flew to South Africa, and that was like a fucking eight, nine-hour flight. It's longer than that. Can you fly direct South London, South oh, yeah, Africa? Yeah, it's like 12, yeah. Because you, know, you have to go. Yeah, you can fly direct, yeah. You can, can you fly direct really? to Johannesburg, yeah. And S- from Cape Town. Suck on my balls. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, this episode's already so much better than the John Cena. <laughs> well, yeah. That John Cena episode, let's just touch on that. Then we'll talk about celebrity death. Then yeah, let's touch on something that only two people know about. It was one of the like I, This is like a podcast where people like talk about how the Watergate deal went down. Like no one knows. <laughs> the water, everyone knows how the Watergate oh, deal yeah, went down. Oh yeah, cuz that guy did it. Yeah, because the, Richard Nixon recorded it, much like how we're recording this podcast. 
lawyered, fuckface. Anyway. <laughs> Should we hide this? And then maybe more people will listen to it. Should we call Ben Stein the Jew? <laughs> <laughs> is that what he did? He referred to Ben Stein, which is one of his uh, speechwriters, and he referred to him as the Jew. That's so good. Um, anyway. Uh, what was I going to say? That episode was so bad that I don't think we were friends at the end of it because we were both so tired. Yeah. Now we're back being friends. Here's the thing about celebrity death that really bugs me is it's people I feel, and this might be just me judging because I have a lot of people close to me who have died where they're like, I'm really feeling this. I'm really like, I always wanted to meet Alan Rickman and now <laughs> I'm not going to be able to meet Alan Rickman. And it's like, what do you think was going to happen when you met Alan Rickman? You've never met a British person you don't know before? This is how it goes. Hi, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Get me to the biscuits. You don't have any crab bisque. We'll be friends if we meet 40 more times. Um, that was really good. Thank you. Here's the thing. I was saying I was really good. Like That accent was you really good. You are really good. You're really good at accents. You're Thank- one of the best. <laughs> Of all the people I know who are good at accents, mm-hmm. you are n- not not on that list. Thank you. I take a lot of classes. How Mostly classes? Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboards. Get to the chopper. <laughs> Do you remember the day E-Bombs World launched those soundboards? And yeah. Then it, and then everyone calling? called. Yeah. Oh, my God. Prank calling was so exciting. We are just avoiding <laughs> talking about China because it's going to be so sad. Because basically this podcast shouldn't be called The Rest of the Review Discusses China. It should be called The Rest of the Review dis- uh, Discusses the head that Triple H and Stephanie stepped on first to climb to the top. So... And it seems bad because, like, her whole... It's kind of weird because her whole career seemed very laid out for her in that, like, if you look at... Now, can you answer me this question? Was the Nicole Bass thing... Nicole Bass was after China, correct? Because China came in in, like, 97. Yeah, China effectively... So here's sort of the story, and there's a lot of conflicting. So basically, she was trained by Killer Kowalski. Everyone Mm. agrees she was trained by Killer Kowalski. Now, everyone has a different story of how she got hired. Triple H and Shawn Michaels claim... They did not know her, and then they saw a tape. Doesn't really. No one really knows why. She claims that she knew Triple H, and they were already engaged in a sexual relationship. Killer Kowalski claims that he introduced her to Shane McMahon and got her a contract. WCW was already interested. It's probably Killer. I'm gonna believe Killer Kowalski. I'm gonna believe the guy who wasn't like who. You know what I mean? Like China. I think that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to believe the only guy to have a wrestling nickname from the 40s. Killer <laughs> um, Kowalski. Yeah. In this corner, Paul Ryan. And in this corner, handsome Dave Klimman. <laughs> and in this corner, Killer Kowalski. What a great fucking name. Yeah, he's the only Polish man that wasn't mocked before the political correctness. <laughs> Kowalski's struggling in this light bulb screw-in match. <laughs> <laughs> Can't figure it out. Um, so uh, WCW was the first person that is interested in her. Vince McMahon didn't see any potential in her, didn't understand why they would hire. Like, basically, you can hear that Vince McMahon's thought was like, why would we hire a fat woman? Vince McMahon said, well, I don't want to fuck her. Yeah. I don't want to not have to talk to my... I w- She walks in the bedroom and I'm going to talk to Linda. Like... <laughs> <laughs> My that is absolutely fantastic. That's yeah, yeah. That that's but that's the great thing about China was it was a very it was a new character and I think like I just, I just think she was like about twenty years 
early, like for. I think she was absolutely twenty years early, and also they wouldn't be at where they were now without her. And she also set them back ten years. Okay, explain. All right, so we're gonna jump ahead. What's that? We're jumping ahead on the wrestler review and not really explaining certain parts of the career. Yeah, here's the, her first part of her career. She walks out with Triple H. She bear hugs Marlena. And then another time she gets put in the bear hog of Marlena was a fucking great spot. And uh, also you're it's also to vicious. Here's the here's 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 China's career with DX. Essentially, uh, they make jokes about how she probably has a dick. That's first incarnation DX. And then when Shawn Michaels leaves, they start constantly like implying they all fuck her. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And she just like I remember that, and she would nod like, "Yeah, we fuck." Yeah. Like it's just like oh, what? That's not what she sounds like. Yeah, we fuck. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so the other thing that like. Did you read up on China's like early childhood? Because I just want to know someone. There's some. Conflict. I want to know about someone who like her entire family claimed nothing happened. And she and she claimed she was molested, so I'm gonna believe her 100. percent I just like because there's got to be something that goes on with a lady who clearly like took male hormones to basically eliminate the the lady parts of her body. I think, and also she and then well and then later in life basically have like wait like genetic late may 90s not have been her friend. That's the other thing. It's like yeah. I know some girls that are just quite gentlemanly in appearance yeah there's nothing they, they haven't taken male hormones i think there's also something to speak with to work out as much as she did because she was like when she first arrives like if you look at photos of when she first arrives especially during early dx like she's more cut than Shawn michaels granted yeah. he was kid cocaine back in those days yeah. but still like he is a professional athlete and the woman who's paid to cross her arms and nod is more ripped than she is. It's just so funny that Vince would be like, "Why would we hire this woman when if you take if you take gender out of the equation, that's a cha- that's world champion material." Absolutely. If they had an active women's division back then, I feel like China now now like the the likening I would do China as a female wrestler would be Sid because she's crazy like as a bodybuilder, insane. She yeah. has an insane look and the but she's not athletic. Like if any of her matches, she was not. She's like she walked like a fucking. She walked like Lex Luger or like or she's like Sid so, but or. She's able to do that flip spot. Like she actually was not a bad wrestler, but she she also didn't. She was a bad wrestler. She's also in the federation within eighteen months of starting. She started training in nineteen ninety five. Like yeah. Basically, this is what happened. Killer Kowalski was sat at a card table eating a cigar, <laughs> saw China walking, hey, uh, what's your story? Yeah, yeah. And then she was like, I'm a woman! And he was like, I don't think so. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Shane McMahon. This is, this is an impression of Killer Kowalski. Keep going, John. <laughs> it's really good. Shane McMahon, come here. This <laughs> chick's pretty good, long clit. <laughs> I've seen the Xbox and China sex tape. My friend, uh, I showed it to my friend, and then my friend said, uh, "I have to, I have to pursue revenge now." <laughs> and oh, then, no. uh, yeah, and what then did he show you? Nothing. He he sometimes he lives in the the United the southern United States, and he always says stuff. He always I get like basically a Facebook message a year being like. You never know when I'll show up. <laughs> Just like very. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. For I sure watched, he is. 
because I wouldn't. I told him. Uh, I said, uh, "Hey, do you want to go to this party? Uh, just come to my room. I have some beers beforehand." Oh, I just showed up the China and Xbox X tape, <laughs> so and then and then he was like, "Ah!" And I was like, "Oh, there's no party," and I laughed. Really much. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed up the sex tape, and then he went to bed at nine thirty. <laughs> Because his day was over at that point. Your day is over. He had the greatest comment on that sex tape, which was, that's the one, two, three kid's penis. (laughs) You watched the entire sex tape? No, I just watched a second of it. (laughs) One of my other friends showed it to me, and I was like, wow. No, one of my other friends showed it to me. I think my friend Tim showed it to me, and, he, and then he was laughing so hard <laughs> when I saw it. That was like Tim, the Tim I know. I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he Tim Dursch, really, and he Tim was Dursch like, uh, "There's the most unsettling part of the entire video for me. Isn't even the sex. It's the part at the beginning, which is part of the internet, the only internet clip you can find of it, where there's just like a arrow of an airplane going to land in China, and Sean Waltman looks at the camera and is like, "Ooh," and you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> Oh, I didn't even see. I just saw the the penis and the vagina. Ugh, it's just awful. <laughs> I didn't go to the. I didn't see the prelude. Well, because I looked at it. I had never seen it until today, so I looked at it and they weren't joking about that clitoris. Anyway, so she. <laughs> it, it's fucking huge, but it's also she took a lot of steroids. Like she really fucked herself up. Yeah, she screwed up her whole body chemistry, and then she had like. I don't know. It's really sad because it's like she basically became one thing and then on TV for like two years in the late 90s when wrestling was just like, you know who watches wrestling but we've never catered to? White trash. And then they it's catered exclusively to white trash. So it was like, but, you're a dude, right? High five, <laughs> high five, you know. And but, then and then she was like, was her plastic surgery? Ma- like he okay. broke her own face. Like she had like. She basically broke, like, and yeah, she rebuilt went, her own face. She went and got cheekbones basically installed. The other thing to remember Ugh. about China and the Attitude Era is the when she came to prominence wasn't the beginnings of the Attitude Era where it was logical and had some decency. She was part of the Triple H part of the Attitude Era, which is literally like, it's a rapist on a pole match. <laughs> Release the rapist. Yes, stipulation of this is that your family members are in a cage and attached to that cage is a plexiglass box with an actual rapist in it. <laughs> Loser. If you lose the match, the, re- the rapist is released. Like there was a lot of rape vignettes. Oh boy, the were Brian there. Pillman Marlena rapes. Uh, well, that was what was the worst of that was it was effectively applied like now that she's had some of that dick, she's grown quite a taste for it. Like you're like mm. or it's Stockholm syndrome. Either way, it's not good for business. <laughs> <laughs> um, Publicly traded so, company. Yeah, it is now. As a result of keep in mind, they were able to have an IPO in the same year that they almost put the world championship on China. This is why I think China was bad for it. Is they effectively looked at China and they went, well, she should be a woman's champion, but we're not going to waste our time putting her in that. We'll just have her fight men. And the crowd reacted in such a good way that that's what they effectively did. And this is all the time. Are you sure it wasn't that or it sure wasn't like they were kind of at that point getting jump, their throats jumped down by so many different groups because essentially like the Dudleys were baby faces and their whole but gimmick this is, was I can't wait to beat up a woman. But this is all before that. The Dudleys aren't there yet. Okay. Like when she, her, the Dudleys aren't there because her big push is when she's she goes into the Rumble it, the same year like the same Rumble that is the I quit match with Mick Foley and um, the, Rock. the Rock. 
the Dudleys are still in ECW at that point. Like this is the sort of the beginnings of the whole thing. So she goes into the Royal Rumble, and there was talk of her winning the Royal Rumble. Like there was Vince McMahon, if he had had his druthers, at that point was like, "We'll put a woman, and then it'll be The Rock versus China, and then he'll fuck her." Like, <laughs> or you don't know, but. It's a very interesting time because they put her in the Royal Rumble and she she fares pretty well, but she gets eliminated pretty quickly. Yeah. Then she eliminates, goes to the corporation, and then Tripper uh, at No Way Out after or uh, St. Valentine's Day Mask or whatever the fuck they call it. Then it's WrestleMania 15. WrestleMania 15, her and Chi, or her and Triple H reunite. They're very much dating now, by the way. They reunite. Go and join the corporation. Then she's part of the whole corporate ministry war with DX. That then leads to Triple H's push going into SummerSlam of that year. Austin is like, here's something you guys don't know about me. I think Triple H is a cunt and I'm not going to lose to him. And they're like, we got a great plan. You know who's really over? And they're like, who? And they're like, China. We'll make her win a match and she is going to be the number one contender for the WWF title. And they effectively line her up. And that was done because Vince McMahon said, we're going to put the title on her. And then at the last minute, like cooler heads prevailed and were like, that might be a terrifically bad idea. Yeah, that's insane. Why do why do you think it's insane that if she'd won the title? I, I'm curious. Because I also think it's a bad idea. But Not I a good worker. Why. Not a good worker and can't carry your show. And also, eventually... Like, I'm not even speaking about the gender thing. I think I, am I I'm just if there was a time like there was a time that AJ Lee was the best performer on WWE television a couple years ago. Flat out, she was the best performer. Um, Although does she have the size or whatever? Like, not the size, but like the like. I'm gonna say size, but like power of movement, I would say. Like she's not enough of a like a, an athlete to sell yeah. that she could hurt a dude. But there's got like there's people there's women out there who could sell that they can hurt a dude enough to be the champion. And if they are charismatic enough, then why not do it? You would get a bunch of storylines, it'd be a bunch of positive press. Like there'd be you've got ready made angles for it. Um, that's what I'm saying. But she's not like she could. She couldn't do a promo. She couldn't wrestle a match. Like I think she could definitely wrestle. Mm, no, she couldn't. No. Look, every single match she has, she's like she just doesn't move. She doesn't move like the girls move now. Like you look at Charlotte. Like Charlotte can fucking move. Oh, like if, well, if you put Charlotte, Charlotte would be a power opponent against fucking any of the Lucha Dragons. Listen, WrestleMania. She's bigger than Rick. WrestleMania 32 was a that was the only good match. I'm gonna say it, not only the only good match, the only watchable match on the fucking card. No. Yes. What well, the ladder was match was good. The what? Ladder match was good. Eh. It's just everyone got mad because they buried Kevin Owens. But no, uh, ladder match was good. Uh, yeah, Divas match obviously. Um, I was I'm a stand up comedy superstar, so I didn't see much rest of the card because I was too busy killing. What show are you killing at? Um. What's that called? HBO. Oh. Comedy Jam. His butt, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. They combined Def Jam and HBO for me because I asked. Def (laughs) B.O.? Def B.O. That's what you got. Um, But again, I I think that's why it's a bad idea. Because that was a that was a big thing where Jarrett Jeff Jarrett, but that, that that's what the leads all in because they got into a situation there where they're like now she's a a woman who faces men, how do we get her back over? 
And then Jeff Jarrett was like, I'm leaving the company. Uh, well, no, Jeff Jarrett, basically Jeff Jarrett, she was then going after the Intercontinental title because they basically realized exactly what you just said, which is we can get a ton of positive press and look amazing if we put a belt on her, which led to the whole her chasing the Intercontinental title, the terrifically bad um, Jeff Jarrett basically just like, here's two things you need to know about me. Don't piss me off and women are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Don't piss me off. Don't piss me off. Shut up, you're fat. Hashtag shut up, you're fat. Anyway. You're fat. Uh, <clears throat> but you so have to remember at this point, the biggest things on the show, not at the Jarrett point, but let's say 98, just to talk about the women's wrestling thing, the biggest part on the show and kevin nash has done interviews about this whatever they wcw would put on it doesn't matter if it was like goldberg versus hogan if it was sable sable would beat it yeah no sable and this is also the time that as the, she's rising is sable cresting getting mad with fame and going away which is like yeah. the introduction of nicole bass briefly as sable's bodyguard yeah obviously is a way of like we need to figure out a way to put china and sable in a feud together yeah but they never were able to because China uh, Sable was just like, yeah, you need to know I need a million dollars. Because what China had at that point, and still does, if you look at WWF television, not necessarily every other wrestling company, but speaking WWF exclusively, she had the most unique look in WWF history. China? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also, she was fucking pushed and protected so well. Yeah. She was the so bodyguard. Like I'm saying, man, she's Sid. She's the female Sid. Best yes, she is the female great Sid. Great look. I actually say more than that. Promos. Would, Sid's better at promos. In the ring, China's better because Sid can't but it, do that. <laughs> he never learned. <laughs> but I would almost say that she's also, in a similar way, she also has shades of Arn Anderson. She's got shades of any of the, uh, the pillars of the Four Horsemen coming in and out of DX, which is... She was the the outside interference threat for DX, especially when they were like their best yeah. days, which is the first one. It was just Michaels and Triple H. Yeah, she was the one who was fucking low blow. She's the first person when that low blow thing came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was constantly interfering with people. It was done in a way with like any other manager. She was basically more powerful than. And some wrestlers were concerned, like if she swung a chair, you were in trouble. Like all that sort yeah. of stuff. She effectively kept Triple H the. In the European Championship forever, mm -hmm. um, and was like the most vexing part of the Owen Hart Triple H feud. When for some reason, because the WWF like Brett left, they were like, "Here's what we'll do: we won't let Owen Hart get any sort of revenge. Instead, we'll just um, let China hit him in the dick a bunch." <laughs> well, that's what the way they booked her. I'm just thinking about it. They booked her like they you would book any like outside muscle like they basically booked her like tyson tomko or it was like no they booked her way stronger than they booked tyson tomko no they basically they never had her in peril except for like when someone else would have a bodyguard that was an actual like upper card wrestler and when did, when was that they never had that situation i forget the specific instance but i remember it happening like i remember someone like basically squaring off against china and like the only time her over the only something. time that happened was it was the entire nation of domination like and the rock kind of threatened to rape her in the ring and the reason why i remember this <laughs> Jesus Christ, because you got to remember this is attitude era and i know it's very insensitive right now but you have to watch the wwf at that time like deep cuts watching it week to week or even just dip your toe in you're like 
how the fuck did they get away with some of this shit? Like, it's fucking crazy. But it's yeah. The Rock is in a t-shirt um, and uh, wearing his trunks and then just Nike workout um, shoes and he's pressing her up against a ladder and like Mark Henry's nodding along and you're just like, oh, good God. That's so funny because Mark Henry's gimmick was like, at first I was a rapist, but now I'm a ladies' man. Because if you rape enough, you get to know how to do it. <laughs> was that his, was that what the implication was? Well, yeah. I remember, remember he was just super horny, and then like there was a time where he was super horny, and he would just stare women down, and then he became sexual chocolate. Where I thought like, he became sexual chocolate because the Godfather showed him how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I hope that's the real reason, and I just misplaced it. The Godfather had a. I yeah. think that's what it was. Like you have to remember that the one thing I will always give Vince Russo is Vince Russo. At least every wrestler had a storyline and a reason for the way it beha- he behaved or she behaved. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing about China, which I think is very, very important, is that she also lost a lot of luster when she went and got the women's championship at WrestleMania 17 because it's like she was the fucking intercontinental champion. Like, and the way they booked the 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 women's title, it wasn't what it is now, which is you look forward to these matches and they're some of the best workers on the card. At that time, it was like, oh fuck. Like, this is the beginnings of it. Like, Ivory was actually pretty all right, except for she had those weird scarves and an old mom neck. But, like, it wasn't like Lita or Trish Stratus. That all sort of happened after. China's this weird sort of stopgap in it. And she would also just not wrestle for months at a time and just be involved in weird things like going to Eddie Guerrero's prom for no reason. (laughs) That was a really good angle, her and Eddie. That really launched Eddie. It, it, in a weird way, and then they tried it with Dean Malenko, where Dean Malenko's angle was just he liked to fuck people. Oh no, yeah, where he like watched Lita shower. I remember that. And he and he was the only guy that just didn't wrestle a match because the Godfather was like, "You could fuck these hoes," and he was like, "You got it." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how wooden Dean Malenko was. Hi, everyone. Do you want to fuck these hoes? Yes, <laughs> that would be pleasant in many ways. Just one second. I'm breaking all their cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to a dark, dark place, Godfather. And you want this. The, you're never seeing these women again. <laughs> Why is he breaking their cell So they can't call anyone. <laughs> Why just, just take them. You don't have to break them. Sure. The safe word is them dying. <laughs> They'll die, and then they're safe because they're with God. Oh I'm going to make them die, oh God. God. All right. Speaking of just dark things. So at this point, my dick. <laughs> yeah. China leaves the WWE. Do you know how she left? Um, The whole story is that she broke up with Trips, starts dating Stephanie. Wait, she dated Stephanie? Vince... <laughs> She, she, she and Stephanie scissored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, trip, trip starts dating Stephanie. By the way, these are the people that Stephanie McMahon has had sex with: the Macho Man, Randy <laughs> Savage, and Triple. She must just think sex feels like a car sitting on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Macho Man, when she was why sixteen. Are, and why are your like, balls so small? <sighs> No, she must have never seen a regular pair of balls. Yeah, she's never seen a... She's never seen just like a soft man's balls. (laughs) Just like full, thick balls. 
her porn, like for something different, she must just watch a man at a Cracker Barrel enjoy a, a plate of potato salad. <laughs> yeah, just she just watches a guy eat a eat a burger. Like, ooh, cheat meals. Yeah, ooh, latte. What's consent like? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. What was I talking? What were we talking about? Oh, China. Sure. Right, so here, China. Uh, so China. This is a story I heard is, which is like all any of this is because pro wrestling is <laughs> it's just a bunch of people on Reddit saying what they think. Um, China basically gets called in the office, and Vince goes like, "Hey, uh, Stephanie and Triple H are together now. Can you work with them in a professional manner? Uh, just like I know whatever happened, but this is business, and so if you can do business, then we can have you here. And she was like, "Yes," and then two weeks later, they fired her on some like trumped up thing. They didn't even give an excuse. They fired her, and she actually she uh, allegedly sued, and they allegedly settled out of court. But all of it, um, she, yeah, no word was really given. Uh, she also implied that they she found letters that Triple H was cheating on her. He at that time um, said that. She was on drugs. Would you stop taking photos of my hot body? Um, uh, no one will really know. Um, Triple H is then. But here's the weird thing. is She goes to Japan, wrestles two matches, doesn't ever. She goes to Japan, wrestles two matches, begins dating Sean Waltman, also known as, hey, you feeling bad about yourself? Time to smoke meth. <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird to date someone's good friend after you've dated them, though. Hey, listen, as someone who's definitely been that guy, it is, <laughs> it's weird. I just don't think, but I don't think Triple H was like, oh, I'm all broken up about this. Because, like, you don't get broken up about something if you're cheating. Yeah, he definitely cheated on uh, China with Stephanie. That's basically, you know it's true because they've never come and been like, here's what happened. They've basically just let her tell the story and they're like... She can have whatever side of the story she wants. Hall of Fame. It'll be interesting to see if on Monday they recognize her death. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. The website has not acknowledged it yet. They've acknowledged it on Twitter, but they haven't like put out a thing like, sorry. Even though they should, she's one of the most recognizable fucking stars of their biggest period. It's very true, but... And the whole thing about, oh, we she, can't acknowledge her because she's in porn. Yeah. The porn star, two people... The other person has been featured on the stage of the Hall of Fame. That's not true, though. Yeah, it has. Fucking Sean Waltman. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about the actual porno she made. The actual porno she made. Yeah, with vivid pornography oh, studios. Oh, those ones? Yeah, no, he's not in those. Where she gets a guy, where one of the guys apparently dresses up like Triple H and fucks her. <laughs> uh, there's that one. There's also she played She-Hulk in a run of Marvel parody ones. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, it basically she has the most fascinating because you she basically had a Jake the Snake esque fall, but she spared us all the indignity of continue to wrestle. Instead, she um, became a weird reality star. But does show how famous she was within wrestling that she immediately transitioned into a pretty big television career. Like she was on the Surreal Life, a couple of other things, mm -hmm. and was a recognizable name. Like she. Was the follow up to Sable's Playboy was China. Her Playboy was like made so much money. Yeah, because like I said before, she had one of the best looks in like wrestling history because you had never seen anything like her on mainstream wrestling up to that point. Everyone remembers like I obviously I can't because I'm not a casual fan, but every casual fan usually remembers Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously The Rock. Uh, mankind in China. Yeah. 
And Maybe that's like Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock, for some reason, I always remember from the Attitude Era. Yeah. Mostly because it was just, there was something about a Well, it's just very different. Like, if it, yeah. anything that f- doesn't fall into exactly what's And it's also, there. it's so different from the exact era. Before that, if you also look at the amount of, you know people made an impact because immediately WCW tried to copy them. And vice versa, which is like, mm-hmm. essentially DX was just the NWO, but they weren't trying to take over. They were just dicks in the ring for some reason the wcw occasionally tried to they didn't try and steal steve austin instead they just made bill goldberg look exactly like steve austin and they just went no shut up you talk about it like you know that um with the the same token like dx was just doing a bunch of like wolfpack stuff like the crotch drop was first done by kevin nash in like 1996 no it was done by me in 1994 to your mom at a family reunion I was like, hey, hey, uh, Mrs. Gott. Uh, John, what are you doing? I'm like, you don't know my mom. I've met her. You don't know my mother. Uh, my name's not Mrs. Gott. Damn it. Okay? Because, you know why? Because your dad died and you bring it up all the fucking time to bum everyone out? Because China affected her so much. <laughs> what? She was like, actually, because this woman is so brave, <laughs> I'm keeping my own last name 12 years after the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what happened. Is that true? Yeah. I believe it. And then Sable, my mom used to go, now we all know what's happening before dinner. And I'm like, no. And she's like, are you ready for the grind? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no mom, mom, no. And I would leave for months. <laughs> and then she'd get her tits out. And just <laughs> no, the grind. She didn't get her tits out. She would just grind. <laughs> when did Sable do that? I just remember. That was like a late Sable when she was a heel. She's like, ah, this is for other women. All the men that want me and all the women that want to be me. Are you ready for the grind? And then a woman with just the flattest butt (laughs) would (laughs) worm around. Yeah, but that was the Nicole Bass era of Sable where they were just like, get her out of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) She had an every woman's champion. You've sullied the good name of the the Sable. Go out there and be a horse butt Sable. (laughs) You used to mean something. It used to be you painted hands on your tits, and that was part of oh feminism. Oh, my God. That was the greatest moment in pay-per-view history. That literally is – that I had that VHS, and that's how it was marketed. The matches on that pay-per-view are like a SmackDown now. Like, they yeah. are so, so badly put yeah. together. And, like, the arena they're in, they're in, like, a 10,000-seater arena in Mobile, Alabama. And then Sable showed her hoo-haws. And, sh- and like – the crowd reaction is violently fantastic. It's just like, <gasps> holy fuck. <laughs> Titters! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> For everyone says, like, I wish wrestling was... I'm so glad wrestling's PG. You don't need carnies writing something no. that's 18A. My problem is I just wish they would learn... All right, it's PG, so then a bad guy's bad, and then a good guy beats him, but it takes five months. What do you got ideas for 18A? Who do I have ideas? Every manager is a four-year-old. I fuck him, and I'm the good guy. It's 18A, right? Good. Okay. This woman comes out, but she's mean to me, so I get to cut her tits off. I mail her tits to her. Crowd has to cheer, though. WrestleMania matches uh, Goldberg versus The Rock. I haven't really put any thought into anything but the tit cut off, to be honest. I've just been thinking about that for about 25 minutes. Um, I, 
I just wish that they would just make the moves a little bit more high impact and they'd think about a little thing called story. You need really more high impact moves when everyone's injured, John. Not everyone's injured, Dylan. Dolph Ziggler's still there. Stop stroking my foot. They need... <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, I feel so bad for that. I'm not injured. Shut up, Dolph. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's talking? Who's talking, Dolph? Although, have you? you seen the preview for that new uh, cop movie they have with Dolph Ziggler? Oh, what the... Oh, Come Police? Uh, I forget, No, it's called Countdown, and in one scene, I don't know, it's just a flash scene, but Rusev has a gun, and Dolph Ziggler super kicks him. He's a cop. <laughs> Kane is the detective, the chief, and... Kane is the chief, and I'm he's like, Ziggler, you're off the rails. And he's like, shut your goddamn mouth, Glenn. <laughs> Who the fuck I makes these movies? Um, the that's the first WWE movie where it's like, yeah, that's what you got to do. <laughs> it's just you insane. Gotta do. <laughs> well, I mean, Dolph Ziggler is the badass cop and then super kicking people. Like, you need to have wrestling moves. Also, I don't think they should have character names. They should just play themselves. Like, it should just be essentially what they did with No Holds Barred, which has quickly become the greatest cult movie of all time. <laughs> the, all the WWE movies should be like... No Holds Barred, one I agree. Fi- one in it, one in it. I guess, no, you can't do it for everyone because it'll get lame. But if, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, if Cesaro played himself and they were like, Cesaro... Instead of doing Just this intercontinental nipples, <laughs> intercontinental championship match, we need you to infiltrate a drug dealers in Belarus, and he's like, "I will do this," and then and then he just, just and then he neutralizes everybody, and then <laughs> and then there's a 35 minute big swing scene, 35 minutes, and then Chris Hero comes back. Why is Chris Hero back? Because they had that cool move where he would do the big swing and then the double drop kick. What about? Um, how does AJ Styles fit into this? Because based on his promos, this would be he his does act. not. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. I mean, everyone loves him. We our first episode was was him, but his promos. We are, we are. His promos are like a waitress on a thirteen hour shift telling you the menu. Yeah, her, <laughs> her pro. His promos are like how China fucks, really going through the motions. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's really nothing else to say other than like. I think that there's. I think her impact is incredible. I think that especially she's the only wrestler that, as soon as she started really kicking up steam, like the amount of times WCW tried to get their own China is crazy. In a weird way, they, they just had a character named Asia. Yeah, at one point. yeah. Like it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it her impact was is par excellence i think that it's really sad the way they made her leave because her boyfriend fucked the boss's daughter is it now you think about this think about her is she the wwf's goldberg because you think about them they have a lot in common yes that is a great point because they have a lot in common like the 19 like what she's a wrestler starting in 97 she's pretty much done by 2000 yeah she's gone no she's done by 2001 yeah in the fed in major wrestling and then goldberg uh and then she goes to Japan for a bit. Um, Goldberg is that same thing, like basically ninety eight to two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. And then Goldberg goes to Japan for a bit, and they do the unbeaten thing for a while. But like that's pretty much it. And the same thing, like both can't do promos in like a lot of like physical charisma in the ring. And then both can't aren't really good wrestlers. They're just like They're also- you see that person on television and you watch that person because it's. They're the most different thing you've seen in a very long time. She's also very much of any wrestler of that time. She's very much of the Attitude Era, which is yeah, which is everyone thinks of the Attitude Era. Going back to what you were just talking about, like it needs to be 14A, so it'll be enjoyable. 
The wrestling then was actually much worse than the wrestling now. The problem is, is there's no emotional weight to any match you're watching. What the Attitude Era, especially in the WWF, had was every match mattered in a storyline you were watching. Val Venus is in the ring with Kai and Tai. They have threatened to cut off his dick. <laughs> so he, has, yeah. he has to win the yeah, match. As ridiculous as it is, but there's still some emotional weight to it. In that circumstance, someone like China makes sense, which is all they had to do was they were like, she's the first woman ever in the Royal Rumble. All she has to do is walk in through the ropes, queefs, and then leaves, and they're like, it's the first queef in the history of the Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was. No, it wasn't. Who queefed before? Carlos Colon was in there before. No, he wasn't. Pussy. Carlos Colon. Yo, Colon, you're a pussy. Carlos. Why don't you wear some, Carlos? Colon, that is. Oh, she was also the first women's wrestler who was like jacked. Yeah, she was the, the only power. Oh. The only power women's wrestlers before that were all tub tubs. Bull Nakano. No, Bull Nakano was like she had a very muscular vagina. <laughs> Bull Nakano now, like back then, she would be like, "Look at this like fat woman," but now you'd be like, "Yo." Uh, fat assville on Instagram post pictures of her or whatever. <laughs> oh God, the John Cena episode needs to be posted for the one reason where we discovered earlier that day that Dylan's really into an Instagram account where it's just women covered in cake. <laughs> no, it's not. I was. An exp- you go all right. So there's two things on Instagram. <laughs> there's the people you follow, and then the next tag is the Explorer, where it's like basically like here are the most like it's the most followed accounts that your friends follow, and all. And John, I hate to bring this to you, but all your friends follow dirty, weird accounts. <laughs> yeah, I know who my friends are. Because <laughs> you can do the other thing on Instagram. You can do is I haven't looked at the Explorer because I'm just like I don't need to know. I don't want to think about the fact that fat bitches is number one. And you're like, what is that? Like fat women? No, it's fat dogs. <laughs> <laughs> or like you go on, you can see who what your friends have liked, and then like a oh, bunch of no. them will be like. Oh, my friend liked uh, a picture of uh, his uh, family together. That's nice. And then he liked uh, this woman uh, licking uh, beer off the ground. What? <laughs> Why is he like this man throwing cake at the woman and handing her an F? Here's the thing that will always be frightening, and you've pointed this out before on the show, and I will point it out for you again. Your biggest fear is someone puts a gun to your head, brings your mom into a room, and makes you name as many porn stars <laughs> as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're going to be here for a while. Get her a takeout menu <laughs> because it's going to be ours. <laughs> um, speaking of porn stars, China. But China's also, it's the great illustration of clinging to fame. She was, she was essentially a feminist icon that a white man destroyed. If she would have been around now, if the same traje- let's say the same trajectory of China happens... 2013 to now. Yeah. And she's driven out of the company. Can you imagine... The internet would be on fire. Exactly, right? So, and then it just happened back then. Where no one... like, And also, you didn't really know what was going on. And you didn't really have, like, feminist wrestling fans. No. Like, there's a fe- there's a contingent of wrestling fans that are feminist. You and me. Yeah. No, like, straight up chicks. No, like no, like I'm completely dirty I, I, slit that likes wrestling. Oh my word, I can agree with that title more. I um, <laughs> no, but it's a completely agree, and it's also because women's wrestling is the because they won't they don't think they still don't value it as something within their company. You can tell that they're still like, yeah, give him a white belt. Who gives a fuck? Like Ric Flair's there, that's fine. Yeah, there's still a man involved. Also, I really want to say this. Uh, <laughs> I think that 
Because they're doing the whole like Charlotte is Rick thing. Yeah. How fucking sweet would it be if she went full flare? As if she just went fucking bananas. No, she like fucked all these dudes. <laughs> and then the dude, like if Zack Ryder came by and he was like, Charlotte, I thought we had a nice evening. And he was like, hit the bricks, limp <laughs> dick. <laughs> How great would if she be? Just get the fuck out of here. Or just like walked up to a man, I kissed him, it. and then wooed. And then when the guy like, and then, or like just a bunch of vignettes of like, she has like three phones, two are for dudes. And then she's like, ugh, ugly. You know what? I, w- I want them to do that so badly. Because I would they- love a woman that just uses men and then just like treats them like shit. It would be amazing. As in, so basically, here's why they could and then get like, away with it. I'll explain to you right she now. She fucks John Cena and then, oh. <laughs> and then Nikki Bella has to come back and she just kicks the shit out of her. And John's like, can we be together? And she's like, fuck off, John. No. Eat my clam bad. <laughs> Just imagine, like, Charlotte. I mean, she couldn't do it. There's no hey, way you I, could do it being like... No, you could definitely do it with Charlotte. You no, I'm talking about, like... Uh, you just have to get Rick out I'm of I'm taking this title. <laughs> I'm beating Sasha Banks. Room 423. <laughs> the hill. Oh, you literally woo, just... Woo, yeah, woo. do it. But the thing How fucking it, sweet would that be? It would be great, and it's also what made Ric Flair, which is... Ric Flair wasn't supposed to be doing all of that. Like, <laughs> because the problem is, be like, hey, he wasn't in those rooms by himself. He was sharing... All those penthouses with the four horsemen that the company yeah. was paying for, and they were like, "Please don't give the name of that hotel room out because we have to go back there and they're a sponsor." And he's like, "Woo!" F- like and like he'll just name bars all the time. <laughs> like if you watch leading up to the Crockett Cup in I think it's Minneapolis, he says, "Woo!" And what are we doing after? Woo! Room 936! I'm going to be there! I'll be there! That's the greatest thing. That's the greatest thing in the world, though. You just know that Arn Anderson's like, well, my wife is for sure watching the show that's taped in the city she's lived in. She lives in, so now she knows that this blonde man's fucking women in the room that we're staying in. That's good. That's great. I really like... uh, But that's what I mean. Like it's, It's exactly how... China was where it's like kind of a new coat of paint and an old idea. It's a very old coat of paint to have the the muscular bodyguard who no one stands up to, not even the baby faces because there's no reason to because they don't have a chance. They're just going to get crushed. And it's the exact same thing with Charlotte. Like, why not have... I don't know, man. Maybe it's just because I think it would be super funny to have... <laughs> you could have like all these lower mid-card guys like Titus O'Neil just being like, can I... Why don't you call me back, Charlotte? You know why? Woo! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, here's the, the one issue with it, um, is that Ric Flair, as soon as you started into that, would be like, and then there's an angle where I've fucked her. And you're like, <laughs> no, Rick. No, I think he's pretty pretty f- well down the uh, the the aisle. He's pretty down, far down the senility uh, track right now. Uh, he's lost his mind. Have you see him? Of course he has. He's it's senile man. No, he's just a <laughs> drunk man. Nice. Someone saw. Him, I was listening to a podcast nice. with someone who saw him on an airplane. I was listening to a Burt Kreischer podcast. And he was like, "Oh, I saw Ric Flair on an airplane yesterday. It was cool. He did a move I did." And I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be about drinking." And he thinks it's normal, not realizing this podcast is basically listening to a man and his family come to grips with his crippling alcoholism. <laughs> and uh, he's like. He ordered a drink for himself, then a double for his wife. Both of them came before takeoff, but he chugged them both and went to sleep. He's like, I've definitely done that before after a rough weekend. And I was like, yo, Ric Flair's a fucking mess. Like, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Like, 
It is insane to think that Rick Flair. I can't believe we're talking about this during the China episode, but we really covered everything we need to cover about China. We could dissect her various porno films, but Dylan we're going to get to we're going to get to the best and worst after we'll get this to, Rick thing. We'll get to it. But here's the thing about Rick Flair when he retired. Do you remember when he retired? Like it was like it was brutal. Like it was like holy fuck, like end of an era. Little did we know that was just the beginning of a new era known as. Your great hero is a bag of shit. He is a half rapist in an expensive suit. He, but I think that's that. It's perfect to talk about that in the China episode because whereas Ric Flair, you had when, it, when he retired, thousand chances. China like was never given any wellness program assistance. Like even Sean Waltman, forty like four, thirty something years. No, that, I mean, that's a different point, actually, that's actually the way you're making. Point. I didn't even think of, like, the amount of assistance that they've given Ric Flair, Sean Waltman, Scott Hall, like, all of these guys. Was China given any of that help when she was definitely on all the pills? It, it does seem like there's a bit of a personal vendetta between Triple H and Stephanie just being like, just look the other way, it's fine. It might just be, and I mean, maybe it's as simple as this, and these people, I don't know. I can't speak to the maturity of some people I've only read about and seen on television. I can. But You're maybe it's the whole, like, that's your ex-girlfriend, fuck her thing. Or that's your ex, fuck them. Wow. I shouldn't say girlfriend, because, like, dudes are like that, too. Or it's oh, like, yeah. that's your ex-boyfriend. Don't ever fucking talk to that dude. And you also, know? dudes are, will also cut out exes right away, because they will assume that their girlfriend will be jealous. Yeah. Not realizing that she's probably like... Hey, baby, just want to let you know that um, you do work for my dad, so really, if anyone needs to be concerned, it should be you. Okay, bye. Because, like, yeah. the minute you fuck up, you ain't seeing this pussy. That's what. <laughs> that's a tried. That's a very tragic thing, though. It's a you think about tra- China, where it's like, like you, you had a very r- good point earlier, where you're talking about 18 months, and then she's on television, and had she learned how to wrestle or do a promo or anything Anything. and you could see by the way she kind of handles herself and stuff she could have advanced she could have advanced probably probably would have been a mark henry timeline to be honest like probably like took her eight years to kind of get her footing like mark Henry did but but at least see it through and if not just keep her just keep giving her that pyro gun that was always an exciting thing that they did she seems like the type of person where you needed a women's division she could be very different she could be a bodyguard and then go into the women's division so you basically start her off at the bodyguard and then you do a whole the Dave Batista thing where it's like bodyguard but he only in the women's division you enter in the women's division it's not deep enough for her to like crush people and then get to the champion so it was really like they were they were handed what could have been a generational women's performer, but they just didn't have they the didn't system. They didn't have a women's uh, division whatsoever. You plug China into the women's division now? now? Oh my God, it would be amazing. And, and it would be great because you have women who can carry those fucking matches with her too. Well, and what would also be amazing, which it, was, it would give an additional depth because it would be a match that the company itself could say... People would want to see this. Not understanding that people just want to see women's matches because they finally have allowed interesting characters develop, all that sort of stuff. But they just, you know, because it's still the only time you really see a woman's match is when the title is involved. It's either a number one contender's match. Yeah. There's no tag team called like the Lady Divines or something like that or like Rough Angels. (laughs) Rough Angels. You know that that name has been thrown around where they're like (laughs) Rough Angels. Becky Rough. That's fucking disgusting. And Anne Angel. That would be who it would be. Um, All right. So best thing about China, worst thing about China. Her tits. Um, (laughs) 
Best thing about China, I would say, is I would say she is the best, the best bodyguard ever. The best used bodyguard and the best protected bodyguard ever, which is she's a bodyguard, but the wrestler still remains strong because of who she was, which is she's this muscular woman and how they positioned it, which is like she only attacked other managers and when would cheat. But it's like it's an advantage to have her out there, but it's not then saying like this wrestler's such a bag of shit, he needs this thing. It was a perfect juxtaposition of that sort of wrestler, manager, valet sort of combination. Absolutely amazing. She could have also had an amazing career if she had just stayed outside the ring and been a manager in the way that Paul Heyman was, and she did it without speaking, which is even crazier. Like, she was pulling down six figures. She didn't talk on television for a year or get in the ring. She was paid. She was very effective. Yeah, she was very effective and in the high a high tax bracket, basically because she looked fucking intimidating, arms crossed, just having the belt. Like, that's the other thing is, like, there was something about her that you're like, what, what the fuck? And it's, just, it, it's a skew. That's a very cool thing, too, where it's like they put the belt on China because now it's safe. Yeah. No one's going to get the belt. Yeah, amazing. No one's gonna get the goddamn belt. So um, what's the worst thing about China? I would say the worst thing about China is her matches were piss. No, I would say <laughs> that her matches were garbage. Worst thing about China, I think, is that um, was the booking leading up to the woman uh, she going for the world heavyweight, the WWF championship at that SummerSlam. It just showed. It, it's one of those times, and they do it about every two weeks now in wrestling, but it was one of the first times in the Attitude Era where you can see that this is writing and they're going back on an idea. This is obviously... They've tried to ring a bell, and now they're afraid of the results. I just didn't care for it. One good God bit. All right, so uh, my best thing about China would be her look, and the worst thing is probably, like I said, she's about 20 years early. And another caveat that I just kind of realized when you said best bodyguard, they never gave her... And the system wasn't built for her at that point, mind you. But they never gave her like a move to do on the outside, where like that's a way inter- to introduce your finisher. You know what I mean? Like Batista, the heart punch. Yeah, Diesel had the punch. He would punch the guy on the side, roll him in. Shawn Michaels gets the win. Uh, fucking Reverend Devon Batista. You know? Yeah. I think he had a spine buster at that time. Spine can- buster outside. Throw him in. That way you introduce a move that. Has pinned people before. Yeah. And then in their first match, they do that move. It's a setup to their other move. Yeah. So it's like, oh my God, immediately this person has two believable finishers. Right? I agree. It's perfect. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening. I've been Dylan Gott. I am your best friend, John Hastings. China, you. I'm going to be honest. If you had died like 10 years ago, it still would have been pretty. It would have been awesome for your legacy. Also, no one Google any of her Howard Stern appearances. They're really cool. What another stellar episode we've done. Right, Dylan? Yes. No meandering whatsoever. No, very much on point. Now, let's get back to the important business at hand. You want to read about us, you can go to our website, which is... Angelfire.com TheWrestlerReview.com. Real. That's a real thing. Go sign a guest book. We have a weather page. You can see what the weather's like <laughs> in one city. Which city? London. Good. And okay. then you can follow us on Twitter at the John Hastings. At Dylan Gott, D-Y-L-A-N-G-O, double up that T. 
And we're going to create one for the show called The Wrestler Review. We already have. I always forget that we have that Twitter account already. Follow the show on Twitter at The Wrestler Review. We'll retweet the thing, so just follow us. It's all nebulous. Anyway, I love all of you. I love you. As people and as lovers, we are all one. We are Ouroboros. We are a human centipede. This stings too long. <laughs>